Okay, Chris, this is the news that uh, Renault has uh, revealed a Renault 5 concept, reviving the Renault 5. And as a lover of French tat, um, just wanted to get your thoughts on it. French car companies have arguably the funkiest back catalogue of stuff to go and revisit, you could say. Mm. Um, their, their post and slightly pre-war vehicles have been quirky, fascinating. I think what Citroën could go and do if they wanted to. There's so much funky stuff yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Could, they could revisit. So I'm really glad that Renault's had a go. There should be no shame in, in going back there and plundering it. The idea of a great-looking little concept that's fully electric. You know, you, t you take all the best bits of a Zoe and make it look like a Renault 5 and a bit more range. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. It looked fantastic to it me. It does look good, doesn't it? Yeah. It's sort of one of those ideas. It's so simple. And when it's executed properly, you yeah. just go, done. I don't know about you, I had to peer at it a bit and go, Renault 5, you know, there is the rear lights. So the rear lights, yeah, when you yeah, see those tail lights, it. you go, ah, oh, yeah. Um, but it wasn't a complete pastiche. Yeah. So I think they're on a roll. I don't know, you just feel sorry for particularly the French manufacturers and some of the Italians as well that, that operate in that space. They have to sell cars at a certain price point, mm -hmm. you know, that sadly those brands can't exist at, at you know, 50 to 100,000 pounds. So where's the margin? Now, how many of these things have they got to sell to make yeah. some money? It must cost billions to develop them. Mm. And, and if they try and sell it for 25 grand, no one's going to buy it. Yeah. You know, the Honda that you're knocking around in is great, but I, I, I bet you it's not selling that well because no, it's no. just, it's it so goes, expensive. It goes, it's a hundred mile range and it's 30 grand. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's, that's a luxury item. <laughs> yeah. So can, they, can Renault knock these things out yeah. for 15 grand? I'm not well, sure they can. Well, it's interesting you say, because it's going to be very similar tech under a lot of cars, it's you know, you've got a skateboard chassis, one or two motors, and then it's all, all about the body on top, isn't it? That's where the emotion is, that's how you sell the car to Coach someone. working, interiors, all of yeah. that will become absolute, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited by it, uh, but the, the French seem to have slightly rediscovered their mojo at a mm. time where the Germans are slightly losing theirs. It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? You know, Every time I see a, the new little Peugeot on the road, I just think it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. Renault is rediscovering its mojo. BMW is all over the place. Yeah. Some strange mainstream car companies are, are doing well. Mazdas just look oh, great just to me. Consistently good looking good. cars. Volvos, good looking cars. Mm. When you see an X4, you just go. <laughs> so it's, it's bizarre. No, good work from Renault. I, yeah. I saw it and just thought, come on, La Reggie. Sorry, yeah. La Reggie. You know, the criticism is, oh, it's just lazy design. Look, look, at your, look at your back catalogue. Oh, that was well loved. Let's make one of those. But if you've got the back catalogue, you said it, you've got the heritage, you use it because you've got all these electric startups coming online. They haven't got any of that. They've just got to pen something from scratch. Exactly. Why not pluck our heartstrings? Well, I, I think so as well. There's nothing... To, there's nothing to be ashamed of. If Peugeot made a car that looked like the 205, we've said it for years, it would sell like, you know. The thing is, the, the, the new 208, you know, there's, there's little bits of 205 in it. But this, not enough. Not enough. This so is, this Renault 5 is more overtly, you know, a modern refresh, isn't no, it? No, I'm, I'm all in favour. They need to go for it. Did you ever own a Renault 5? No, my brother had one. And I, yeah. I was always a 205 man, but he had a proper yeah. old Series 1 with a little 1.1 litre engine in it and uh, and the roll angles he could generate in the thing. I mean, it looked like it was upside down half the time, but so comfortable. Small French cars from the 70s and 80s yeah. were a high point of all car design because they went their own way. That's what I loved about the, the, the shift in, in the way car companies have behaved over the last few years, particularly with the advent of the SUV for me, is that... 60s, 70s and 80s, car companies were bold and they made decisions and they 
conjured solutions to the way people interact with machines and mm -hmm. so this is what we're going to do and we're going to sell it to you. Now people focus group things and say, yeah, what yeah. do you want? And everyone goes, I want to be big and strong and I want to make out like I've got a massive willy and and they give you an SUV. And then that's the, why and they then, don't invite you to focus group. Exactly. Groups, and yeah. and so and then and then they turn around us and go, well the customer told us they wanted that. We need clever engineers yeah. to say we've done this. And the great example of this and I've bored you with it before mm. is the 550 Maranello. One of the best Ferraris ever. And then I think I always bore you back with the Steve Jobs example, which is the iPod. He didn't refuse to do any focus groups or yeah. ask anyone what they wanted. This is he in said, my brain. I'm going to offer it to you. Ferrari says to 550 customers, how do you want us to facelift your car? And they, they said three different things, all of which made the 575 <laughs> Yeah, so... Don't ask people for advice. No, there you go. Um, Renault 5 Turbo, have you ever had a go in one of those? Yes, too Proper many times, one. yes. Uh, our cover test was the homologation specials. The yeah. other. Was it a Turbo 2 or a Turbo 1? Turbo 1. one. So that's very, very rare. Yeah. There's so few of those. It, it, yeah, it did feel yeah, a bit precious when we were around it. What colour interior? Like red or something? Interior. Oh, it's mad interior. Yeah. It was sort of marine blue and bright red with a hi-fi that was stuck to the, I think it was aftermarket, stuck to the yeah. ceiling. Oh, it was unbelievable. But I thought the Sport Quattro was going to steal the show. Such a cool thing to look at. It's quite sort of forgettable old. to drive. Yeah, well, they understeer and they yeah, yeah. got loads of turbo lag. They don't look very yeah, fast yeah, anymore. Yeah. But the, the turbo was just special. I think that's a good day. turbo, though, wasn't it? There are, there are turbos and there are turbos. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. A good now, one. Turbo One is a rare car because that was the original homologation yeah. car. Um, but I'm thinking this new turbo, right? You, you got your batteries under the floor plan. Chuck out the back seats. A secondary stack of batteries just to give you that weight distribution. Better range. Just sounds like an accident waiting to happen yeah. to me. No, I just but think... a, a Raider, back in the day, I remember trying to get insurance on a Raider and I couldn't. You just couldn't get insurance on them back then. And really, you were either a Peugeot man or a Renault man. It was, yeah. you know, it was very partisan. And I'd, I'd pinned my colours to the Peugeot mask and I wasn't going to... Yeah, you weren't going to shift for I anyone. I wasn't going to shift allegiance. Well, well here's your chance then to... to we touched on it before. If, if we're going to revive some other French cars from the, from the back catalogue, yeah. what deserves to be remade? Faithfully, okay. Four? I think no. I'd leave the four alone because I think the four is too special. I think the, I think the two cars you have to leave alone. Leave alone are the four and the two CV. I just don't. They, they did a two CV concept. They remember did. that years ago. They looked, did. It was. No. But you, you got to leave those two alone. They are the holy grail, and they deserve to be left in peace. I'd say Citroen CX. I want to drive a big French saloon car again. We haven't had one since the C6, yeah. which still looks amazing to me. But the idea of a big French car that's basically got two sofas in it. There's and a big Citroen coming out second half of this year. Is there? Yeah, we don't know what it is. They're just calling it Le Big Citroen. Well, they've been giving us all sorts, but I love the. I want something. I want to see the French president being driven around in a car from France again. Mm -hmm. And I want that crazy dashboard with the thing, the sort of globe that moves there, a single spoke steering wheel, all of the French design cues. And it has to be so comfortable that the driver needs to have a thing that pinches him to keep him <laughs> awake, him or her awake, you know? So you're so comfortable, you're like, oh, wake me up. So one of those, I also think um, a Visa would be good, a, a Visa or a GS mm. would be fun as well, or an Ami 8. How about an Ami 8 with a crazy Blimey. one of those? I mean, the name Fuego is so good. And the car was so bad. So bad that it deserves and another I think, shot, doesn't I think, it? I think one of those. But I would also say, just because I never understood the name when I was a car magazine reading teenager, I want a Renault 19 Chamard. I thought, what is a Chamard? That was the saloon. Everyone watching furiously Googles the Chamard. Why do they call it the Chamard? So the French back catalogue is rich and should be plundered at will.